guys, welcome back to the Training Camp Podcast. The Training Camp Podcast. I got a new chair. With a multitude of guests. <laughs> can't say he's wrong, am I right? Come on. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. You, dolphins. <laughs> no, I, I really like Stupid games. 5-0 last week. That's right. 5-0. Dak Prescott, you could lock up that four seed. Again, it's not blazing hot. 65 degrees. I'm going to do this for fun. They threw to Michael Thomas. The Heat. How? Chicago. Yes, you guys get an F. And a little too much personality. No, no. Last week. No, no, Ravens? Oh, fuck. Give me that. <laughs> no way. There's no way. Hammering. Three. Really, do not talk about him. This was my fault. Flex the game. Here we go. Hey, guys. Welcome to the Train Camp Podcast. Um... It is 102 fucking degrees today. Wow. I'm not saying wow to the temperature. I'm saying wow to the fact that in the first 30 seconds I got this video done, demonetized by swearing. <laughs> but yeah, no, it is hot. It has been in the hundreds the past week. And I'm sure people in Arizona are like, that's not even hot. Piss off. It's 100 degrees. It's the middle of June. Um, also, uh, this this uh, podcast will be going up on my birthday. So... Connor, tomorrow, you're fucking annoying. You suck. You're not even watching this, but you're a garbage human being. <laughs> um, yeah. Honestly, there was not much to talk about today, and then I got a Bleacher Report, uh, Bleacher Report notification saying so much NBA news, and damn, were they not wrong? So let's hop into news of the week, where all of that news is. So. Um, we're going to talk about, first, we're going to talk about the All-NBA teams that got released. Those got released last night, and let's talk about those. So, the first team, we got Steph, Luka, Giannis, Kawhi, Jokic. Second team, Dame, Chris Paul, Braun, Julius, and Joel. And then third team is Kyrie, Bradley Beal, Paul George, Jimmy Butler, and Rudy Gobert. Um... For the most part, I actually agree with these. The first team having Kawhi on there was kind of weird because he just doesn't play as much as everyone else on that first team. But I think Steph definitely deserved it. He was easily the best point guard in the league this year. Uh, Luka definitely deserved it. And then Giannis had a great season from a small small forward standpoint because every other small forward kind of got hurt. And then Jokic obviously being the MVP. Second team, Dame, in my eyes, probably the second most talented point guard in the league right now. And then Chris Paul, honestly, probably the actual most valuable player in the league this year. So I 100% agree with that. Braun is kind of weird because he didn't play the entire season. So there were players excluded from this list for similar reasons. Because, oh yeah, if you guys hear background noise, it's the AC. It's 105 degrees outside. Um, but like Braun was kind of weird just because he didn't play as much. Um, and Julius Randle was also kind of weird. <laughs> like... At least on the second team. I feel like third team ought to fit him more, but I'll talk about who I think... Well, actually, I'm not going to do it now. Um, James, stop texting me on the podcast! <laughs> Goddamn! Um, like, for me, I think Joel Embiid definitely deserved to have some respect put on his name because he had such a great season. And the All-NBA teams are a regular season award. But, like, Jason Tatum, in my eyes, probably had a better season. Uh, I think that Julius Randle's had a little more spotlight on him because he had improved so much. I'm not saying Julius Randle doesn't deserve to be on an All-NBA team. I'm just saying they're, they're, you can make the argument. Um, I still think Julius Randle... There are two players on this 
all NBA teams that I think Julius Randle deserved to make it over. I'll talk about that in a second. And Joel Embiid, obviously, using the MVP conversation, probably would have played most of the season, but he has to sit just because of injury. Um, he did play more games than, like, Braun or uh, obviously the people who were excluded, like James Harden, Kevin Durant. He played more games than them, and he was just playing at such a high level. Uh, third team, Kyrie. We'll talk about it in a second. Bradley Beal definitely deserves it up here. He's He was, what, the second uh, highest points per game behind Steph this season, so definitely deserves that. Paul George honestly actually had a pretty underrated season. Um, I think he gets a lot of hate just because the whole playoff P thing. Jimmy Butler, I'll talk about in a second, and Rudy Gobert. There's not many good bigs in the league right now, so I think Go Gobert definitely fits that. I For me, I think the All-NBA team is more of like the All-NBA scoring team in my eyes. It's kind of how they vote on it. Um, because like you have the all defensive team, which Gobert definitely fits on. For me, I don't know why Gobert is on this list, but at the same time, like I can't think of he's probably the third best center in the league. Because you have and you have Jokic and Bead. I'm not ranking them, I'm just saying their name. Jokic and Bead. Like Bam Adebayo is technically a center, but yeah, the center position is just so diluted. So he's probably easily the third. Hold on, I pop my knee. There it is. Uh, the third best center in the league. So that's probably why he made it. Um, yeah, Kyrie and Jimmy, I don't agree with, man. Uh, Jimmy, I think, definitely has a CP3 effect on teams where they get better because he's a good leader. But, I don't know, just the way that he performed this season, it wasn't... I would have put... I would have put... Um, Donovan Mitchell in instead of Jimmy Butler because we're seeing how valuable he was to that team in the regular season. I know the Jazz were able to win without him. But when he was in, the Jazz were just the Jazz were just even more dominant. Like when he was out, there were concerns that the Jazz were gonna lose that one seat to the Suns. So for me, I think um, Donovan Mitchell deserved that spot instead of Jimmy Butler. And then for Kyrie, I think Tatum should have. I mean, it's hard because you you need two forwards. So okay, no, my bad. So basically. I was thinking of Jimmy Butler as a, a guard. So basically, Tatum would take Butler's spot in my eyes, and Donovan Mitchell would take Kyrie because that's guard for guard, forward for forward. And so I think Tatum deserves to go in. Um, okay, so similar reasoning. I don't think Kyrie deserves to be on the All-NBA team. One, because he missed so much of the season. Two, because he's not really a team player. We've talked about this before on, on the thing. He on the, pod, on the thing, on the podcast. He has talent. He's one of the most talented basketball players in the league. But uh, he, you can't put him on this list and then leave people out like Kevin Durant and James Harden. James Harden's a little more fair because he missed more time. But, like, Kyrie wasn't playing, not for, like, load management reasons. Like, Kawhi and Paul George will sit out games to for load management, but they'll still be there. Kyrie was – he missed so much of the season for personal reasons, which I'm not saying is a bad thing. I'm just saying, like, I don't know. I, I just don't think – Kyrie deserves to be on the All-NBA 13 this year. Since he's a guard, I would have swapped him out with Donovan Mitchell. And then Tatum had a baller-ass season. The Celtics definitely, like we saw what Jalen Brown did to them when he went out with an injury, how, you know, decrepit they looked. Is that the right word? Decrepit? Uh, they looked without him. If you take Tatum off that team, they don't even make the playoffs. So, and the, the Heat barely stuck in the playoffs with Jimmy Butler. So, uh, I just think... Tatum's a more valuable asset than Jimmy Butler is. Um, and I probably would, like... Like I said, having Julius Randle on the second team is kind of weird, but if Tatum's on the third team, I think those two are just kind of mix, mix and match. Um, player, uh, uh, other people who didn't make it, obviously, like James Harden, 
Uh, Russell Westbrook was talked about, but he I don't think he really deserves to be up there. And then Zion, some people talked about. Zion definitely had a great season. I think he, he was one that, like, maybe you could swap out with Julius Randle, but I think Julius Randle's had that growth, and Zion's going to be on the All-NBA team for the next 15 years, so we're fine there. Anyway, we spent, what, seven minutes on that? So next, uh, it was announced today that Kawhi is out indefinitely with, an AC, with a hamstring injury, which the Clippers fear may be a damaged ACL, which... Uh, when he did come down on it, I was like, that is not good because he just landed weird on his, I think it was his right leg. He just landed weird. That's never a good sign. Um, we're going to talk about that more later, so I'm not going to spend too much time on that. Next, CP3 is out indefinitely as well due to COVID-19 precautions and uh, regulations. This one, I mean, like I said earlier, like Chris Paul, because he, he was on the second team, and I talked about how he definitely deserved it. He, in my eyes, was like the most valuable player. But like the MVP, I hate that it's called the most valuable because valuable should imply to your team. Um, and Jokic is obviously like one of the best players in the league. So like that's just a hard thing to talk about. But like if you take CP3 off of certain teams, they're not the same. Look at Oklahoma City this year. Look at Houston the year he left. I know they still won games, but they had James Harden. They looked different with Russell Westbrook. Look at when he left um new orleans you know when he left the clippers he has an impact when he goes to teams when he went to the rockets when he uh, like the rockets almost uh, unseated that warriors team when he went to the thunder the thunder almost who did they almost i think it was, was it the lakers last year no who did they almost beat last year they almost beat i think it was the lakers and with that that team i mean i think we went to six but still that series had no right going to no no like right going to six um this year with the suns you know, the Suns were barely in the bubble last year. They did go 8-0, but, like, they barely even made it into the bubble and were one of the worst teams in the West last year. And now they're the two seed, but almost were the one seed. Unseeded LeBron and the Lakers, like, swept the Nuggets and the MVP. Um, so, I don't know, man. I think CP not being on the court is going to be huge for them. I'm really curious how they're going to approach the game plan just because he runs that court so well. Um... By the way, it's going to be an all-NBA video, so for y'all that are here for Madden and, like, NFL news, I am so sorry. Here, here's your Madden NFL news. Uh, Madden released a video of two goats. It's for the cover, and we already know it's going to be Mahomes and Brady because, wow, voice crack at 21 years, well, 21 in 12 hours, 20 years old. Um, that was wild. Uh, but, yeah, it's probably going to be Brady and Mahomes because we saw a video of them at an EA shoot together, so great. You guys are great at keeping secrets at EA. Just like how you guys are great at fixing your game. Anyways, if you're curious about how to fix the game, I made a bunch of concept stars. Go check out that video. It's actually doing really well. Um, and then lastly, last two things. Uh, Sam, uh, Van Gun St Stan Van Gundy? Stan Van Gundy has been fired from, I was going to say Scott. Stan Van Gundy has been fired from New Orleans after one year. Kind of wild, because I honestly thought maybe they'd give him three to fix the team, but I guess the Pelicans are really hoping to change things now, which kind of makes, I can kind of see why, because like you have the Lonzo contract coming up. Uh, you want to develop Brandon Ingram and, and Zion to be um, the superstars of that team, you probably want to get a third star. I would not be surprised if they tried to go after Dame. I mean, every team's going to this year. There's going to be a lot of rumors about that. But I, I just thought they'd give him maybe more than one season. <laughs> so, because we saw what uh, Van Gundy did in Detroit with the Pistons a couple years ago. And they were a, a fun team to watch. Uh, and then the other coach that got fired was Scott Brooks. And, again, does not surprise me. Uh, I mean... Is there much to say? I think he's been kind of an underwhelming head coach. He underperforms. He has really good talent on his teams, but he just doesn't know how to utilize them. Um, that that's a, probably one of the teams that's going to end up blowing it up. 
towards the end of the year. So we'll see what happens. Um, let's hop into the first thing though, because I spent so much time on news of the week. I gotta get a sip of water. Hold up. All right. So yeah, I didn't talk about one thing that happened last night. Uh, Katie went for 49. Oh, yeah, he probably shot like 30 to 40 shots. Nope. Yeah, he was 16 for 23. Ah, oh, he probably was selfish. Nope. Yeah, triple-double. Oh, well, James Harden was probably hot, too, so they had to they had to make a decision. Nope. James Harden had five points. Oh, James Harden must have gone out with injury. Nope. Played 45 minutes. Oh, KD probably didn't play. Nope. KD played the entire game. He played every minute. Oh, Harden probably only took one shot. Nope. He was one for ten. What the fuck? <laughs> Kevin Durant might be the greatest scorer in the history of the NBA that I've ever seen. Yes, I'm talking in comparison to Kobe and in comparison to, uh, to, to Michael. Because... Kobe and Michael could score easily, yes. But if they dropped 49, it was on like 40 shots or 35 shots or like shooting 50% from the field, which is still really freaking impressive. Um, yeah, 16 for 23. No, no, hold up. Hold on. Hello? Calculator. Yeah, it's 70% from the field. I think he was almost 50% from three. What the fuck? <laughs> um, I will give a shout out to Jeff Green who had 27 as well as Blake Griffin who had 17. But I don't get it. I mean, and honestly, if we're if we're being honest, Katie did this in a harder scenario. I know Harden was on the court. That's what makes this a harder scenario. Harden only gives you five on one for ten shooting wise. Harden's hurt which makes him a further defensive liability, and he can't score. That basically means on defense you're playing four on five. I'm not saying Harden's a bad defender, but when he's hurt, he he is. Like, I think Harden's a better defender than people give him credit for. But when you're hurt, especially a hamstring, you're not going to play as very good. You're not going to play as good defense, which is, I think, why this game was as close as it was. Are you good, KD? Yeah, you are good. You're great. You're amazing at basketball. Um, the one thing that confused me was they didn't put Giannis on KD, I don't think, at all in this game. Budenholzer, what the... Do you know that Giannis has won Defensive Player of the Year? Do you know that Giannis is actually like one of the best lockdown defenders in the league? Like, why wasn't he on KD all night? He's... I mean, Giannis is essentially KD without a jump shot. He's just like a little bit better at finishing. I think KD doesn't finish as much anymore because he's worried about getting hurt. But they're both basically the same height. They're both basically seven-foot small forwards. And they're both extremely athletic and lengthy and long. Why wasn't Giannis guarding him? If you put Giannis on KD, probably you probably shed at least 10 points off of the box score. Because, I mean, even, I mean, KD going for 39 is still whack. But 
10 points off the box score from KD is not going to get distributed across the board because Harden obviously was not feeling it and no one else besides Jeff Green and Blake could make a shot last night for the Nets. So if Giannis is on KD, the Bucks probably win this game. And that would have been huge because the game was in Brooklyn. I just don't understand. Honestly, going to this game, I thought the Bucks were going to have easily, like easy control, even when I found out Harden was going to play. Because I was like, Harden's hobbled, which, like I said, is going to make him a further defensive liability. Everyone's going to be on KD's ass, and it's going to come up to the role players. And to be fair, two role players did have great games, but KD still, I mean, the shot he made with, like, what, 50 seconds left and a hand right in his face. Dude, KD tore his Achilles and got better. What? And, I mean, he's kind of old. He was drafted in 2007. He's been in the league for 14 years. An Achilles injury should have been devastating. He's better. I don't I don't know, man. The Nets right now, if Harden, if I'm the Nets, I am not playing Harden in game six. I am confident. Oh, what's that? Harden was able to, we were able to win and Harden dropped five? Cool. We won't play him. Worst case scenario, you guys go to a game seven, which is in Brooklyn. And if you rest Harden for a game, you're giving him more time to recover. And you can maybe, depending on how serious uh, Kyrie's injury is, maybe you can get them both back for game seven. If I'm the Nets, I am resting James Harden. Because either you can further injure his hamstring and create a more defensive liability, or maybe you lose the game. Um,. And you go to Game 7 with a healthier version of James Harden and a possibly healthy Kyrie Irving. As opposed to playing James Harden and him either further injuring or not giving his hamstring enough time to recover, which gives him gives the Nets a more diminished James Harden in Game 7 if they want to play, If obviously if they go to Game 7. If I'm the Nets, I just roll the dice and I go, you know what, we'll let KD do this. Um, also, props to KD. I don't know why. People love to shit on him for the whole Golden State thing. Yet no one's shitting on... People shit on KD for Harden going to KD. That was Harden's call. That was not KD's call. So, you know, people love to shit on him for that, for going to Golden State and everything like that, but he deserves his respect. Uh, NBA fans are just wimps and kind of pussies because, oh, he didn't go to my team. If he had gone to the Celtics, the Celtics fans would not have said jack shit if he had gone. And other teams would have been like, oh, he went to the Celtics. Like, you can never make anybody happy. Um, I just think there's an argument to be made that he's the best player in the league right now. He showed up when the Nets needed him to, and not every NBA player has done that in recent history. When you need a big game from KD, he gives it to you. And it's wild. He's doing it after an Achilles injury. I don't know, man. That's crazy. Um, cool. First leg of the podcast done. Uh, next podcast, we're going to talk uh, more in depth about the Kawhi uh, injury situation, like I kind of teased in News of the Week, as well as, yeah, bringing back But I mean. I didn't do it. I don't think I've done it the last two weeks. So we'll talk about that. See you guys in a second. Welcome back to Train Camp Podcast. If you guys missed it, uh, we talked News of the Week, and we talked about the Nets, and Kevin Durant is not human. I uh, It's wild. Um, let's just hop right into the next segment. So Kawhi injured possibly what the Clippers think is his ACL and could is for sure out for game five and possibly out indefinitely. JP, you laughed at my text. Thank you. It's kind of a compliment, but 
The light switch being in frame and JP texting. Death, taxes, those two things too. Um, so yeah, Kawhi possibly being out for the rest of the series. I, I think... So I'm actually going to the Jazz game tonight. Uh, that's going to be so much fun. Shout out Allie for taking me for my birthday. Appreciate that. Um, looking forward to it a lot. If the Jazz don't win tonight without Kawhi, then uh, you can kiss the season goodbye for the Jazz because they should win this game easily. Kawhi being injured has more impact than AD being injured on the Lakers, possibly than CP being injured on uh, the Nets, which we'll talk about in a second, and more than Harden and Kyrie being injured on the Nets, apparently, because KD's a god. Let me tell you guys why. Honestly, in my opinion, the Jazz should be able to... If Kawhi is indeed out for at least two games minimum, the Jazz should win this series. Even if he's out... Even if Kawhi's out for three games. I mean, no. Two games minimum. Even if he's only out for two games, the Jazz should still win this in seven, let's say. Let's say it goes seven and, and Kawhi's available for game seven. The Jazz should still win this game. Um, for one... The Clippers are not a good closing team. We have seen that. I mean, that's that's how they almost lost to the Mavericks. Is because the Mavericks were able to close and the Clippers weren't. I will say in the last two games, the Clippers have been pretty good at closing because of Kawhi Leonard, not just offensively but defensively. I mean, Kawhi Leonard is the big is the most important piece to the Clippers easily. Uh, all defensive team, yes. All NBA team, yeah. Does deserving and like deservedly so, yes. You. He knocks down shots almost as easily as Kevin Durant does, or as we've been seeing in the playoffs as CP3 does. And then he'll just run to the other side and lock down your best player. So losing that? Who are you going to start? I mean, the Lakers have already been playing small ball against the Jazz, which I don't know how the Jazz have been able to exploit that because you have a 7-2 center. Um, but now, I mean... The, the Clippers' depth is mostly made up of players who are good on defense, not offense. So what, do you bring in an extra guard? Do you bring in Rondo to start and then go extra small? Or do you bring in another forward to defend but not be able to shoot? Like, I don't, I don't know what the Clippers do here because... Like I said, um, Kawhi will then go and lock down your best player. And he has been a lockdown defender this series guarding Donovan Mitchell. They've been doing a great job double teaming. But Donovan's still popping off. So who's are you going to put PG on Donovan? Okay, cool. Uh, who's going to cover Bogdanovich in the corner? Oh, you have him covered with like Mark? I don't understand. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't talk to you. Um, are you going to put like Marcus Morris on him? Okay, cool. Uh, what about... Uh, Jordan Clarkson. Are oh, you going to put another thing on him? Okay, cool. Uh, Royce O'Neal? You're running out of players. Oh, you have him covered. Okay, cool. You're just going to have someone else on the starting line. Makes sense. Uh, how about the seven-foot god in the in the paint? You'll figure it out with Zubach. Okay, fine. Uh, okay, cool. What about when the depth comes? Who's going to fill your guys' bench? Like, the Jazz have the probably, honestly, arguably the best bench in the league. Um, especially when they get Mike Conley back because they'll be giving Jordan Clarkson less starting minutes and he'll be coming off the bench and providing a spark. And Conley is out for Game 5, it has been announced, which the Clippers should be thankful for because if Conley was playing this game, that would be a nail in the coffin. 
I don't get it, man. Like, the Clippers might make adjustments, and it might slow the the Jazz down offensively and, and limit their scoring ability, but they're not going to be able to score. Okay, cool. Or, oppositely, let's say they bring in Kennard. Okay, who's now a defensive liability. That's the thing. I mean, you're either bringing... The, the Clippers' depth is really interesting because you either have a pretty good offensive player who can't play defense, or you have a pretty good defensive player who can't play offense. They don't have that balance. Um, I think Reggie Jackson, who's not really a bench player right now, has shown that he can kind of be a little bit of both. Rondo, we haven't seen in the postseason, but he's not very good offensively. Luke Kennard's pretty good offensively, not very good defensively. Um, I mean, I don't know why they've been playing more boogie. It's because they've been going small. That's most likely why. Zubac is pretty much been a defensive liability. Boogie could be an offensive help, but possibly a defensive liability just due to conditioning. JP, give me something to... <laughs> You're actually a great guy. I don't know why I got mad at you. Uh, shout out, JP. What a supportive friend. Love you. Um, he's coming to the game tonight. It's going to be a fun time, hopefully. I don't know. We'll see what happens. <laughs> um, I just... Dude, the Jazz... If you guys blow this, this is worse than being up 3-1 last season. I I thought I'd be able to talk for this for longer, but the more I think about the just and then I mean the Jazz have the easiest path to the finals, right? Because now CP3's out indefinitely. What I Paul George, like I said, people give him a little too much crap. But he can't carry this Clippers team. And Paul George has been good in the playoffs. He had like two bad games. But he's been good in the playoffs. They're going to need Paul George to go for 50. Seriously. I mean, you're not going to get... I doubt you're going to get another 30-point game from Reggie Jackson. You're not going to get a game like that from Luke Kennard. You're not going to get a game like that from Zubac. You're not going to get a game like that from Marcus Morris. You're not going to get a game like that from Patrick... Patrick Bailey definitely won't. He might, might give you some help and just annoyance on defense, but he's not going to give you points. Like, who's your two now? Reggie Jackson? Marcus Morris? Like, I it's, I don't know, man. Let's hop into but I mean. <laughs> so, I got three of these this week. They're all basketball-related. This is a really fun basketball episode. Not much happened in football. Julio got signed, traded to the Titans, but everyone talked about that, and I missed that because last week was wild. Anyway, but I mean, number one, I know the Nets somehow have figured out the Bucks, even without Harden and Kyrie and only Kevin Durant somehow. But I mean, why can't the Bucks win this series still? I mean, if Harden is hurt and plays how we did last night, and Kyrie misses the rest of the series. Just put Giannis on KD. Like I said, that should take 10 points off of the board. Minimum. JP, goddamn, blown up my phone. Um, I mean, but Drew Hall, if Harden plays next game, put Drew Holiday on Harden, and then you put, K, uh, put Giannis on KD, and let the role players beat you. If I'm the Bucks and I lose this series, it's because the role players beat me. But right now, the Bucks have the upper hand. So I still think the Bucks can do this, but apparently the Nets are just on another level with Kevin Durant right now. Um, 
But I mean, number two, I know the Sixers have more depth and experience and star power than the Hawks. But I mean, why can't Atlanta pull this off, man? Um, I thought, I was talking to Kylie about this, I thought that putting Ben Simmons on Trey Young would end the series. And in game two and three, it sure as hell seemed like it. But then game four, dude, Ben Simmons is a liability on offense. If I am the Sixers, by the way, I'm trading Ben Simmons in the end of the season. Don't care. I will package Ben Simmons in a first because that first is probably going to be in the 20s uh, pick-wise. Yeah, I'm tra- I'm trading those for a, a possibly like a Damian Lillard. Or, hell, I would do a straight-up Kemba for Ben Simmons trade because at least Kemba will shoot. So, I mean, with, with how Blake Griffin's been – or Blake Griffin. Um, ben Simmons has been offensively. I know he's scared to take a shot, and he won't even improve his game at all. Like, he's been great defensively for the most part. I mean, Trey Young did end with, like, 17 assists last game, but still. The Hawks, man, they got a fight in them. Um, I don't understand. I mean, it's genuinely blown my mind. I had the Knicks winning the first series, so I was wrong about that. And then somehow the Hawks, I thought that once uh, the once the – Sixers, I had a total brain fart. Once the Sixers went up 2-1, I was like, okay, cool. This series is over. Like, it's going to probably just go 6. Or it's probably going to go 5 and just be 4-1. Maybe I'm wrong and the Sixers win the next two games. But I don't know, man. The Hawks look good. Damn, bro. Oh. Aaron Rodgers still wants out. That's crazy. Um. All right, but I mean number three. This has been a really chaotic second leg. <laughs> um. I know CP3 has been vital to the team's success, and we've seen that the Suns do not play the same, and they're a completely different team on the court when he's not there. But, I mean, why can't the Suns still win the West? I mean, you still have two rising stars, and I'm going to call DeAndre Ayton a star now because he has been playing out of his fucking mind in the playoffs. Like, out of his mind in the playoffs. If CP3 doesn't, like... If anyone besides CP3 deserves team MVP, it's DeAndre Ayton. You don't beat the MVP who was a center without a great defensive without a great defensive center on your team. And also, Ayton's not just doing great defensively and on the boards. He's doing great offensively. He's one of the biggest reasons they were able to win that Lakers series. Um, so, I mean, you got D-Book. You've got DeAndre Ayton. And honestly... Like I was saying, the Jazz have possibly, like, arguably the best bench in the league. I think the Suns are in that argument as well. Cameron Payne, maybe start him. Um, Johnson off the bench has been really, really good too. Jay Crowder's been finding his flow. I mean, you can still have CP in the building. I mean, just kind of treat him as a coach. Oh, no, you can't. It's COVID. Shit. Well, can't do that. But, I mean, they have the star power, man, especially... Like, if the Clippers somehow win this series without Kawhi and Kawhi is still out, then I, I think the, that Phoenix could beat the Clippers with a healthy Kawhi in six. That was, I should say, with a healthy CP. But now with, if, if the Clippers face Phoenix and they're both missing their stars, if Clippers are missing Kawhi and Phoenix is missing CP, I still think Phoenix could win that series. So anything's possible, man. I, don't don't sleep on the Suns. They went eight and zero last season without CP. They have great leadership. They have great coaching. They have great young players, and they have great depth. I could definitely see that happening. Cool, shorter podcast today, but uh, I have a busy ass day. 
today between uh, this and then I had a breakfast lunch thing with my mom and my grandma. Shout out to them um, before my grandma left. And then I got the game tonight. So I got to make sure I'm, I'm on top of my game. Also, I feel like last week's pod was literally the most half-assed thing ever just because I just did basically talk it to the camera video, which reflects on how many views it got. Uh, because let's, see, let's take a look at how that one is doing. Uh, come on, show me. Oh yeah, six. Oh my God. Sorry, the Madden 22 concept art video is up 20 views in the last hour. <laughs> it was at 22 earlier, like right before I started the pod, because I had to edit the description and stuff. Now it's at 42. That's really cool. Okay, sorry. Uh, yeah, and <laughs> bro, this is so accurate. And then last week's pod is at six views, and the pod before that's at eight. What happened to the podcast, man? Oh, this is wild. All right, well, I want to thank you guys for uh, watching the podcast. Those of you that do, because apparently no one watches the pod anymore. That's crazy. Um, but... If you guys are new here, podcast every single Thursday at 12.30 Mountain Standard Time. So that's what, 2.30 Eastern Time? And what's LA? It's West Coast Pacific Standard Time. And that'd be 11.30 Pacific Standard Time. So uh, <laughs> none of that was important. We have an Instagram also if you guys want to check the link in the description. Also link in the description to Parker and JP's Twitters as well as Football by the Numbers, which is Parker's version that he's been creating of Pro Football Focus because he doesn't agree with their numbers. Check that out. Uh, also, a bunch of stuff in the description for for you guys to better educate you guys yourselves. Not, I think everyone can always benefit from better educating themselves. Also, some donation stuff down there, too, if you guys want to check those out. Anyways, um, yeah, we're, on, we're almost we're getting to episode 40, man. This has been fun. We're almost at a year in, too, so... It's been crazy. Uh, I just want to thank you guys for watching this episode of the pod, and I'll see you guys next time.